Welcome to Rain City Supercars. I'm Nick. Dan's not here. It's my podcast. I'm taking over. Okay. Oh, oh, the Brits oh, are here. Great. Hi, Carl. Hi. How are you so, doing? So, uh, if you don't know, Dan decided that he needed a vacation for some ungodly reason. I w- I'd just like to say this right now. I've never missed an episode. Really? Nope. And how many's done missed? More than he can count. Well, but more than I can count. Well, you got to take my shoes off. Then you get like 10, 11, 7. He's no, missed, I don't know. He's missed seven. No, I, I don't know how. He's, you know, he, he's big. He's, you know, like uh, Jason brought up last time. By the way, Jason was supposed to be here, but got caught in a small uh, traffic jam. Uh, but, you know, Dan's out collecting more, uh, what is it, Russian nesting dolls, I believe we brought up last time? Yes, he must be. So, uh, as well, usual, we are recording live from Drivers Club, brought to you by Avance, Carter Subaru, and Haggerty. I'll tell you, Carl. You missed one. I did? Rainier beer. Oh, I did miss Rainier you beer. Did. I'm not even drinking Rainier tonight, which is sad. I just I had one earlier, and I'm having a little bit of whiskey. So, at least one of us knows this podcast. Thanks, Carl. There's one over there. Yeah, well, I'll get one later. Believe me, I, I very rarely make it through a podcast without a Rainier. Looks so. like Adam's grabbed one. Anything well, for a free Adam, drink? Adam will grab anything that's free. By the way, Adam, I was driving down uh, down to D- 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 Tacoma, and a guy in a white Audi R, a, a two door Audi, went blowing by me, and I had my Avant shirt on. He had Avant stickers all the side. Beautiful car, beautiful car. Way to market. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Yeah. And I've been thinking about it, Carl. Um, you know, Dan's always here, and Dan's the one that does all the good research on the Carter Subaru tip of the day. So the best one I have for the Carter Subaru tip of the day is don't let Dan go on vacation. Okay. So it's so over to me. It's over to you. Yeah. I, do you have anything interesting I to say? I have a couple of really deep engineering stories. Oh, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Please. So, but I thought I'd ask Bo a question first. Okay. So you were racing the weekend, correct? I was. Oh, by is the it, way, is this my intro? You know, we could we could introduce him we first. Could, like, we act, could act like you've done this before, please. I have not. Oh, that's right, you haven't. Over to you. <laughs> Jeez, Carl, I just come on, read your phone. I can't Get, take read it. the bio. That's come not on. what. That's not what I was. You know, some of us are smart enough to take notes, and usually it's Dan, but today it has to be me. So. <laughs> we have a, a a good friend of Amanda's from Drivers Club on the on the podcast, um, Bo Borders. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me here. It's, it's probably your first podcast, right? Uh, first time being <laughs> on this side of a on podcast. On this side of the podcast. You're, you're usually doing a little bit more of the uh, sound engineering and things like that on there. Yeah, the, I work back in the Hobbit Hole Cave. And the I Hobbit just, Hole Cave. Yeah, absolutely. I we should get Dan one of those, a Hobbit we Hole should. Cave. Yeah. He'd, he'd, he'd love that. He needs absolutely. a van, more like a van down by the river kind of thing. Yeah, but exactly. Mm-hmm. That's well, how ours was, too. Thank you for coming. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. you're up, you were up in the Pacific Northwest doing a little racing this weekend, correct? Yeah, we were running in the Trans Am Series. They had a race at Portland International Raceway yesterday, but by the time this airs, it'll be a few days ago. It'll be a few. Right? D- it's actually, I think this comes out like uh, ooh, two weeks from t- uh, this. Uh, it's a week and a half, we'll call it a weekend. I don't so know. it's old news. It's I've not already, old news. I've already lost the championship. But you, <laughs> won, you won this weekend, so congratulations I on that. I did. First Trans Am win for the, what do we have to call it? The Apex Race Parts Dig Motorsports number seven Mustang. Wow. I'm Fantastic. Obligated to say it that way. So at least he remembers all his sponsors. <laughs> exactly. Uh, there we go. <laughs> And how was the champagne? Yeah. Oh, abysmal. Okay, if I have one complaint about Portland International Raceway is that you're not allowed to bring your own alcohol. You have to buy the alcohol there. That includes the podium champagne. No way. So they spray. They had us spray each What's other. What's it like with to be sprayed with PBR? It, I wish it was PBR. <laughs> At least that's drinkable. They Fair gave enough. us this lukewarm, sparkling... Uh. Something that was so sticky, I swear there's like a line of ants going to my driver gear bag right oh, now. Oh, that's terrible. really lovely. That'll <laughs> make like, racing yeah. next weekend a lot of fun. Yeah, so that sucked the sails out of the wind. What? <laughs> well, that's just... Help the race. That's too easy. That's too easy. Yeah. That's way <laughs> yeah. too easy. Uh, 
Bo, just to give people a little bit of a, an intro on you, not only do you race cars, but that's sort of a hobby. Uh, your day-to-day job mm-hmm. is you do sound engineering, correct? I do. I do sound mixing, sound, mixing. sound editing, sound design, okay. yeah. sound things, all post-production for movies. So movies been shot. They're working on the edit. They're working on the visual effects. We come in. And we basically just replace everything. Everything. Absolutely. It's all everything. wrong. It's all wrong. Can you yeah. replace all Jared's stuff later? Though? Yeah. Oh, we're yeah. going to, it's like he's going to be never, ne- it's like he was never here. Okay. Um, so yeah, I know we work on mostly Bye big Jared. action movies. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mostly big action movies, but like big high concept type movies. That w- that's why you would hire me. So. Um, Any movies we would have heard of? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Come on, name a few. Couple. Uh, Now's the time to name drop. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know. No, you, uh. I, I do want to get into that a little bit more okay. um, uh, a little bit later because I want to kind of get into your career because there's some – you started in your career at, with some, some bigger names at, at, some, at some interesting studios in, in, in California. Yeah. And some things like that. But We can try to figure out how to make it all car-related. Oh, that's easy. We could do, do that. that. I can do that. Yeah. Because I want to talk about later because a conversation you and I had earlier about the fact that a lot of people in this industry, in your industry, don't necessarily know what a car sounds like hmm. and, that, and that can kind of translate into a movie not uh, sounding correct. Yeah, but I mean there are also just so many movie rules that we just – We've established that we Movie break rules. it. Well, yeah. What? I mean, you cut to a full moon and you have to hear a coyote or an owl. <laughs> you've got two choices. You know, you've if a guy pulls out a gun, it's got to make a cocking sound. It doesn't matter what where his thumb is on the trigger. Well, if or it's a nine like millimeter, that. you have to spin the, the cylinders, right? And, it, and none of these sounds are, you know, in reality. But, you know, but also like, you know, car chases always end up, you know, like constant upshifts. Tires always squeal. You I know, remember there's certainly Ju- Dukes of Hazard used to squeal on the dirt, right? Do you remember? Tires do make a little squeal on Dukes it. I did. I did. Wait, did Dukes of Hazard make it over to you guys? Yeah. It did. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. It's not so bad over so there. So he knows England well. We'll talk yeah. about that later. Uh, <laughs> he likes everything from Intimately, England. apparently. Well, yeah. I did. I did uh, a British person. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Sorry, taking a drink there. <laughs> Sorry, we're I skipping ahead. We're, well, skip, no, we're, we're jumping all over the place. skipping ahead. So Carl had a question he wanted to ask you before he rudely just wanted you to talk before introducing. Act like you've done this before. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you again. I think we're going to cheat on the uh, car, bru- car to Subaru we tip should. of the day, especially with Wade in the audience. It puts a mm. lot of pressure on. Mm. So we thought, what with the race car prep that you did this weekend that would be something you could advise the listeners to do on their road car? Oof. On the road car? Well, I would. I have to look Blow back. Blow the tires up? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Put air in the tires? Yeah. I, have to, I have to look back over the weekend, and I just have to think, what did we do different to this car that we've never done? Because it was the only time I've ever won one of these Trans Am races. And sadly, the only thing that we did different was we carried an inflatable doll in the passenger seat. Oh. Of the race car, which I think is a Trans Am first. <laughs> okay, we've, uh, got, we've uh, got sponsor approval. <laughs> this to you as your Carter Subaru tip of the week. Uh, yeah. yeah. She had a team t-shirt on, yeah. so it I was very PG well, rated. Well, she was dressed well. I mean, but you can't use the outro V-lane. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned that the hard don't, way. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the, I guess that's our tip of the day. I, I was being told that you, were, you won because your windshield was perfectly clean. Somebody must have told you that my girlfriend, Emma, is the windshield washer when we do endurance races. She's a, she's a hell of a viper. Yeah. Yes, Window is. viper. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I mean, so uh, tell us a little bit about this series that you're racing in right now. Okay. Trans Am? Yes, please. So much heritage. Are I you mean, racing in the other series? No. Oh, that's right. The Trans Am is your main series you're racing in. Yeah. Correct? This yeah. year, uh, we're running the Trans Am series, and we are... Um, 
we're pulling a bit of a scam, so don't tell anybody. Got it. Um, no one listens. Nobody listens to this. <laughs> <Yeah>. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, Trans Am has a few different classes, and the the biggest class is TA, and these things are like 900 horsepower monsters, and they are obviously crazy fast. Then there's TA2, which is uh you know about five or six hundred horsepower, also crazy fast. Then you get into the GT series and the Super GT series, which are production-based cars. So we looked at Trans Am West, which is growing, and it's, it's getting bigger. It's getting better. It's really cool. There weren't a whole lot of GT entries. So here we are running these cars called Spec Mustangs. And essentially, uh, these guys in Northern California put together a really cool package of um, Mustangs with everybody's got to run the same motor, same horsepower, same you know limited shock options, got to run the same tires and everything. And, so and it's, it's in a, a, a like a an 08 Mustang body, correct? Or? Yeah, you've got a you've got a, a range of a range, years okay. that you can run, and the 08 for us works really well. And uh, so we're out there, and we're essentially going club racing in these cars. And we realize Trans Am will probably let us in as long as we run Pirelli tires, which is a great tire anyway, so it's no problem, and some safety mods, and you know, bigger fuel cell because the cars need to run for 70 minutes. And all of a sudden, here we are. We're going Trans Am racing in essentially a club racing car. So we're getting the best bang for the buck. I mean, the motors in the TA cars are more expensive than our entire car. <laughs> so it so sounds like a really good way to get into racing. If you yeah, ask me. I mean, if you want to, if you want to kick it up a wise, notch yeah. and go from you know club racing right into pro racing, it's great. And Trans Am loves having us. We put on a really great show, and because our Mustangs are so equally matched. Every time we show up at these races, all eyes are on us because we're doing all the passing. We're just, I mean, we, we did a race at Thunder Hill. It was our season opener race. And I cut the video together and I put a little counter on every time one of us passed each other. And we had 51 changes of the lead in one race. That's really cool. That was fun. But that's what makes racing fun. Yeah. How yeah. many circuits is the, uh, is the series? Oh, uh, you mean how many different tracks do we yeah. run? Um, this year, Thunder Hill, yeah, Sonoma, English Portland. Carl, yeah, exactly. How many tracks are you running, <laughs> this, sir? This is going to be this is going to be a theme. Yeah, it's how many? I think we're what are we eight or nine races on the schedule, and each one is a different uh, different track. The season finale will be at Coda in Texas. Okay. So the most everything was in California except for Portland yesterday, and then Coda at the end of the season. Plans to come to Seattle. I Pacific? I really want to run there. Yeah, yeah. I, I keep having plans to come there, and then they keep falling through, like <laughs> most of my racing plans. Well, that's that's racing. I think that's racing. I mean, you know, you're making the best of it. So, yeah, how exactly. long have you been in this series? This series, just this year. Okay. Um, and if you don't count that, my father also ran in Trans Am in the '80s when I was a little kid. So I, that was well, a lot fun. but you were you were pit crew back then. Oh God, yeah. yeah. We all work in our family. Well, of course, well, absolutely. <laughs> Are you saying that Carl doesn't? <laughs> I, mean, I was going to say exactly. the same. <laughs> My father can attest that I don't. Uh, <laughs> he was here earlier. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, no, he said the same. It's huh? okay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, speaking of your father, you, you kind of grew up in racing, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, my dad ran uh, IMSA and um, SCCA and Trans Am back in the 80s. I mean, he started doing drag racing. He did flat track motorcycles, BSAs, where they run like five motorcycles at once on a dirt track. Everybody runs sideways and there's no brakes. Totally safe. That's insane. Well, yeah. You're going in a circle, though. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. You're, yeah. you're on dirt. You're on dirt. Totally fine. Totally dirt fine. Dirt doesn't hurt. It um, doesn't hurt yeah. when you fall off. Yeah, no. so we he switched to cars when he started having kids because it was safer. Somebody didn't tell my mom that open wheel cars in the 70s probably weren't really that safe. Um, but then he eventually got into sports cars and never really looked back. And he always liked those big horsepower, ground-pounding cars. 
And we raced back in the day where you could go, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of come full circle. Like we would go club racing and then we'd throw our, you know, Beretta or Camaro or, you know, whatever he was running on an open wheel trailer. And we go to Daytona and compete in the 24 hours of Daytona in that car. And we were running against all the, the GTP cars and like, you know, we're talking before like Butch Leitzinger and like all these like crazy factory backed monster cars. And there we are in like, you know, we're taking an IMSA sticker and putting it over the SCCA sticker. <laughs> you we're know? supposed to be here. Don't look, look away. Look yeah, away. Yeah. And the crew was like a ragtag bunch of guys that all basically lived at our house and my mom cooked for everybody. And, you know, it was a, it was a lot of fun. It was a, Hell of a way to grow up. I think I'll some of the that. best racing careers started that way is family racing. That's what makes it fun. I think that's the easiest way to catch the bug is just grow up in it and have a dad or an uncle or a mom or an aunt or, you know, like somebody in your family that's into it. And my mom, I mean, my mom loves to come to all the races. She's, she's you know, big supporter of it. And uh, so is my dad. You know, everybody's still around. It's still a big family affair. It's great. Your, your family still admits that you're part of it? Oh, God. As long as you're winning, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that's <laughs> oh, the yeah, important yeah, yeah. thing. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you don't win. Your window wiper goes away. I mean, I'm a <laughs> Simmons gone. So. Uh, let's take a quick break uh, for a, a Rainier refill, and when we come back, I want to kind of talk about how the, the racing with your father worked your way into your racing and, and what you do more. We spend an average of 8 hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens, laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. And we're back. So, Bo. A little, more, a little more enthusiasm. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> we're ba- there we're is. back. British enthusiasm. Well, so we're back. We've, we've got bad teeth. We know. So, <laughs> okay. I was just having a little chinwag with your missus <laughs> in the ah. break. And she told me to ask, Mary a, ask a question about track etiquette and um, how you were taught about that. I think what Emma's referring to is she's a big fan of my dad, and she's such a big fan of the fact that his nickname is Toxic Bob. Toxic Bob. Toxic I already Bob. loved Bob. Bob oh sounds wonderful. He's hilarious. And I've I've learned a lot from Toxic Bob. Mostly I've learned what not to do. Um, <laughs> he's he's amazing. He's been so good to is me. Toxic he's Bob's so still on the track. Career. Toxic, Toxic Bob. Bob is threatening to get back on the track. Oh. Sounds like a movie. To- he's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Toxic Bob. <laughs> you know, it kind of does. Toxic the return Bob of Toxic returns. Bob. Yeah, I like <laughs> Toxic that. Bob is back you on the do track. You sound mixing. There you go. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Oh, man, there's just so many Toxic Bob stories. There's, there'd be nowhere to begin. <laughs> okay, but let, let's start with a basis of how you get a name like Toxic Bob. Uh, I mean, okay. is, is this like a Rubbins race and get up into him, get him, put him into the wall kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, like how, how do you start with Toxic and then suddenly become Bob? It's, all right. So we, grew, so we lived in New Jersey. We did all of our racing out of there. So like Watkins Glen, um, you know, uh, um, Lime Rock, you know, stuff like that. So he always ran GT1 cars. GT1 cars eat a lot of oil. Right. Ah. They, they do like a big dry sump. It looks like a beer keg that's just filled with like 16 quarts of oil. Pretty much every time you run the car, more oil. So back then, there wasn't really a lot of oil recycling that was easily accessible. You'd a- actually have to put in effort. Ah. And so we would collect laundry detergent bottles and Coca-Cola bottles, like whatever. And over the course of the year, we'd fill them all up full of used motor oil. And about once a year, we'd box everything up in moving boxes and put wire and duct tape around them so that the boxes were really strong. 
we put them in the back of the pickup truck and we'd write stereo equipment and fine china and grandma's jewelry and stuff all over the boxes. We put them in the back of the pickup truck and he'd drive to New York City and go to work. And Are we incriminating somebody every right single now? Day, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> every <laughs> single time, that's how we would recycle oil. And oh, they just fall off the back of the yeah, truck, New Jersey style? Yeah, absolutely. They're probably huh. all in the bottom of the Hudson River as we speak. So uh, that's there's a how lot you, there already, so, so you're not really literally. That's how you earn the name Toxic Bob. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like we're not the first ones to find out that name as far as Toxic Bob. So Toxic Bob was a disposal expert. Yeah, it sounds like, yeah. Speaking yeah. of disposal expert, <laughs> Toxic Bob is also banned for life from Barber Motorsports Park in Alabama. His do, birth state, do by tell the way. To be do fair, it's Alabama. Most of us would love yeah, to be exactly. banned from Alabama. So, yeah. so, where, so is Al- where is Alabama? <laughs> <laughs> short flight, short flight from London. Um, so, uh, uh, I know uh, there's a Birmingham in Alabama. There is. So it's, it's in Birmingham. Actually. Is it really? Yeah, exactly. Named, I think you guys named your Birmingham after our Birmingham, right? It's Birmingham, though. Uh, England, not okay. Birmingham. Yeah, you guys pronounce everything wrong. But anyway, so Birmingham... Uh, I'm mentally barber. high-fiving him <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, uh, Barber is actually a private... Uh, it's private uh, motorsports park. Okay. So it's basically like there's a museum on there. You're basically racing in somebody's backyard. So when you sign in to go racing... You sign a little bit of a contract that says if you spill oil in the pits, if you hit a guardrail, if you go off into the dirt, there's a fee for everything. It's like messing up a golf course, and they'll, they'll give you a bill at the end of the weekend. They'll say, hey, you hit a guardrail. We had to bend it back and repaint it. We want 50 bucks or something like that. So they gave my dad a bill, and I want to say it wasn't more than like 30 bucks because in our paddock area, Toxic Bob spilled a little bit of oil. wasn't really that bad. So he's packing up. He had a terrible weekend. It doesn't sound like the type of guy that would re- – I mean, he sounds like a hell of a recycler. I don't think he'd spill much oil. <laughs> so I mean, in his mind, yeah. he decided, I know how to handle this. He, he basically threw the bill back at the guy. He's like, no, nah, I'm not paying it. I don't care. I just spilled some oil. Screw you. I blew my motor. I hate this track. I want to go home. And the guy's like, no, you can't leave. You can't leave. Oh, you're going to tell Toxic Bob what to do? And after arguing with the guy, he decided – Toxic well, Bob from – yeah, Jersey. Exactly. So he's got Forget this. Forget about it. He's got a toter home, which for those who don't know, it's basically like a motor home that you can you, you know can tow, tow your race cars yeah. with. Yeah. And so Toxic Bob's way of retaliation was to undo the septic plug on the toter home and then drive through the paddock and out the front gate of the track. I'm going to say it. That's a really <laughs> thing he did. <laughs> Good and did, did he feel crappy afterwards? Well... I felt pretty crappy about two years later, the first time I showed up at Barber <laughs> Motorsports Park. Nope. Yeah, yeah. And Toxic Who's Bob dad? and I, yeah. we, well, we do share a last name. So what was your nickname? Toxic Little Bob or something? No, I've, I, again, I've learned, I've learned what not Bob. to do. I've learned what not to do. I show up at registration, and this woman looks at me like, like she wanted to call the cops. And yeah. she just went and got somebody, and then they came back. And I, I knew, I said, you're not welcome here, I, sir. They saw my name on the registration list. And I said, no, 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 that's my dad. That's my dad. It's not me. It's not me. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. So they let me in. I have, an empty, I have like. an empty toilet in the parking lot in years. Mm-hmm. That's just my dad. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> so next week on Rain Cedar Supercars, we'll have uh, Toxic Bob as a guest. Boy, you know, I think that'd be a pretty <laughs> interesting interview. Um, I, I don't think, that, it doesn't sound like he's very sorry for what he did. Oh, no, 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 no. No. No, 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 he but stands he, but he's But he's, gonna, he's thinking about making a comeback. He doesn't want to go to that track anyway. Oh, well, screw them then, right? He does want to make a comeback. He's very excited about my Mustang. He really loves that we're running Trans Am, and he wants cool. to drive that car. That's very cool. Yeah. What, what, when did he stop racing? Uh, he stopped a few years ago. Just health wasn't really great, but health is fine again now. And it was, really, it was really cute. He goes, uh, 
he sadly sent me like a text message and he said this Can is I the first play? This, this is the first <laughs> no he goes this is the first time i haven't renewed my racing license in like 27 years and uh, i go oh, pulling at the heartstrings yeah. i know i felt bad and then about 2 or 3 weeks later i i kind of accidentally bought this mustang so I sent him a picture of it, and I go, hey, I just got this thing. He goes, I'm renewing my racing license. <laughs> I said, perfect. How do you accidentally buy a Mustang? You crash into another one. Oh, okay. While you're renting one. And then you basically. Mustangs, you bringing basically, families together. Exactly. You've take, now taken, instead of ha- owning, a, instead of just renting one car, now you own a lot of parts. And at the end of the day, you go, well, it's kind of economical. We might as well just scoop all these parts together and buy a half-built race car, and now we have a race car. The accidental race car. The, the accidental more, the race car. The more you know. <laughs> I'm learning lots. It's a children's book waiting to happen. That's the true. accidental really race is. car. Yeah. By Toxic Bob. Mm-hmm. By Toxic Bob. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Bedtime stories by Toxic Bob. <laughs> Bob sees the oil. Bob dumps the oil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just switching. Do you like stereo parts? Yeah. Bob does. <laughs> Just switching tracks lightly. Do you see what I did there? Ah. I just ah, boom, just boom. <laughs> just found out that you live in Venice Beach, which is a pretty cool place. So how how's the journey taken you from Toxic Bob in Jersey to Venice Beach? Movies. Movies. Yeah. Well, Toxic Bob always said if you want to grow up and r- if you want to race cars, you have to grow up and get a job. So there was no like concept of like put the child in a go-kart and teach him the ways or anything like that. Right. It was just racing was just always a thing that you just have to work for. So I did, and I got an internship for George Lucas's company, which is Skywalker Sound. As you do. Never As you heard do. of them. It's As a startup. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that was supposed to just be like a summer internship, and it ended up being about 10 years with that company. And then I just wanted to keep doing sound for movies and doing bigger and better movies. Did you get to movies, visit so. his house? Uh, no. He like lit, the, he, that big, big he, campus thing. He's that's got. where I work, though. That, oh, that's, that's where you work. Yeah, yeah, everybody thinks that George lives at Skywalker Sound, and he doesn't. He it does looks not. like a big, amazing house. It looks like an Italian wine villa. It's unbelievable. Um, but no, that's where we worked every day. And then uh, eventually it took us down to Venice Beach because uh, we had to take the, the show on the road to Hollywood. So let's talk about that a little bit. So, Uh-oh. I mean, <laughs> that, that internship would... People would die for that internship. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and you're you're talking to somebody who has tried and true with bleed Star Wars. I love that. Oh. I mean, I'm, and I've never actually been to Star Wars Ranch, but or, Star, or Skywalker Ranch. Yeah. I should say. I apologize, but I mean, that's that's a big deal. Like, oh, were, were you a big movie buff before? And 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 how did you understand that? What was the internship in sound? It was. I I have an aunt uh, Gloria that was working there ah, as a supervising sound editor. Kay. So as you do, you call up the old relatives. Yeah. Um, you know, just one year in college, you know, basically just, I knew that my aunt did this thing for a living, but I didn't have a concept of what it was. I mean, she, she was this person that would fly into town on Christmas Eve and give me like a little Yoda watch and then be gone by Christmas morning. She was like this fictitious person. Yeah. And I was told that she does sound for movies, but I didn't know what that meant. So when I was a little kid, I'd say, I get on the phone with her and I go, make a lightsaber sound. And she'd just go <laughs> zoom, zoom in the phone and probably laugh while drinking wine. And I thought she was like the guy on Police Academy. Remember he would oh, make all the, yeah. like, the gun I, oh, sounds? Absolutely, yeah. I thought that's what my aunt did. I yeah. had no idea. So eventually I call her and I say, hey, I have a summer break. Can I come to out there? And I'd never been to California. I'd never been to a movie studio. I didn't know anything. And I really didn't have a concept of what she did. So she goes, yeah, sure. And I'm of course I'm thinking like, well, what, 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 what will I do? And she goes, ah, we'll make an intern or something. And that's I'm like, what, that's, what I ha- that's oh, me today. Okay, like, sh- is there an application or well, something? Well, no, in- intern's a yeah. step up for you. Hold yeah. on. Oh, well, I, was, <laughs> exactly, yeah. I aspire to be an yeah, intern. Yeah, someday. <laughs> I, did but ap- I, I did apply online. 
and failed. You <laughs> did. You failed up. Um, no, but they, so, so she just basically created an internship predi- uh, uh, position. And I got really lucky because the next year they outlawed, the union outlawed interns for what we do because they basically had unpaid interns doing all the work. So I was an unpaid intern doing all the work and loving it though. Sounds familiar. And just to bring it about cars, I. You're not getting paid, yeah, Carl. Exactly. <laughs> I was there for. I'm not getting paid. You're not getting paid. <laughs> Look at all these sponsors in the room. I'm getting paid in free beer, by the way, which is working. Um, no, the, uh, just to make it about cars, they, I was there for a couple of weeks, and this guy comes. And when was know, this, out of curiosity? Like 1995, the summer of 95. Okay. So there was a movie called Strange Days. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool movie, and um, uh, uh, produced by James Cameron and directed by Catherine Bigelow, and I was the intern. But I didn't have a concept of what anybody was doing. And this guy came, and he goes, hey – um, I was told that you know stuff about cars. And I go, yeah. And he goes, can you take a car engine and make it sound like it's like backfiring and broken and stuff? And I go, yeah, I can do that. He goes, and are you good Is that with like... Is that Mustang? Well, I didn't know what... I was, I was, I was just saying yes to everything because I was the intern. <laughs> I, I, can I, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. I can do it. Yes, sir. And he goes, um, can you do like stunt driving type stuff? And I'm like, sure. And I didn't even really know what that meant. And he goes, great. You're with me tomorrow. And we go out to this <laughs> abandoned, <laughs> like a, an abandoned strip mall. This doesn't happen eight, to totally people. Like, eight, I mean, eight, 18 years old, by I the way. I understand that it happened oh, to yeah. you, but yeah, normal yeah. people it doesn't <laughs> happen to. Like, It was fun. So we, we go out to this abandoned strip mall, and they had microphones all over this car and a bunch of, bunch of guys hanging around. And um, they had me drive up and down a flight of stairs, like the stairs that lead you into a mall. And, but it was all abandoned, and like they were going to tear it down. So... I'm going, I, you know, I didn't say no. I said, okay, you know, clunk, 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 clunk yeah, This is a fake it till you make it kind of situation. Totally. Absolutely. And then I'd throw it in a neutral and like roll the thing down the stairs with the motor off so it would sound different. And what were you driving? Uh, Lincoln Continental. Like oh, a piece of. Those go upstairs really yeah. easy. Yeah. Well, they're it, real it, small. It went upstairs about four times and on the fifth time down the stairs the rear end basically broke free oh did toxic, now the did th- toxic bob came he, and dumped he, all the oil channeling, <laughs> channeling toxic yeah, bob yeah and then i started messing with the header on the motor and just making it backfire until we broke the motor and then i finally said why are we doing this <laughs> and I, never, I never asked i never asked all day long yeah. and they go oh well there's a car chase in the movie and you know the thing goes down some stairs and curbs and the cameras on the rear and it goes clunk clunk and we need to make the sound of the clunk clunk and i go oh what about the motor and they said well eventually the car ends up in the river and there's a shot on the nose of the and you see steam and we just wanted the you know the motor dying sound and i go and we have to make that you know that doesn't just happen on the set you know you just have to you have to create it out of something and i was like ding 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 and i'm like I want to do this all the time. <laughs> and I want to drive cars in for yeah. movies. Yeah, okay. And I was supposed to actually go back to college. And just because you're a Star Wars nerd, I'll tell you this quick yeah. story. So at the time, there's just this thing called... me a nerd, you <laughs> motherfucker. No. <laughs> so there's, there's a thing called the archives. I thought he said toad. Yeah, exactly. There's Both th- are true. Th- there's a thing called the archives that mm-hmm. we had always heard about. And we'd always heard in like nerd lore, because I'm a nerd too, by the way. Don't, don't, don't let it be. <laughs> Nothing up. wrong with it. Um, we'd always heard that there was this place that George Lucas kept all of the costumes and the lightsabers and the, the models and the matte paintings and everything. And, and, and it was like in a secret under, underground bunker somewhere. 
and this guy goes, hey, in I heard you're... In a galaxy far, far yeah. away. Yeah. Oh, I see what you did. Yeah. And this guy goes, hey, I heard your internship is over like next week or something. And I go, yeah. And he goes, do you want to tour around the archives? And I'm like, it exists? Oh, God. And he goes, yeah. The story just keeps... He goes, yeah, you know, you know that blue barn that you drive by every day? It, it, that's the archives. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <And> we walk <laughs> in, in plain sight. And he goes, um, he goes, okay, here's the deal. You're, nobody's allowed in here. He goes, so you're going to walk around with this clipboard, pretend you're just with me. And he goes, but just for God's sakes, don't steal anything. And I go, well, that's kind of lame. I wouldn't steal anything. I mean, and then you walk in and you see every. Death Star model, X-Wing fighter, Millennium Falcon, like all the original stuff is all just on shelves in this huge, huge, huge warehouse. And But the first chunk is actually all the stuff from the Indiana Jones movies. And I and the, the bullwhips there and the hats there and all the, the thing. And I see three or four Grail diaries Oh from that, and of course, I look at it and I go, "Oh my God, I'm gonna steal it! I'm gonna steal this!" I yeah, could totally, I could totally <laughs> exactly. put that in my pocket and like take that. And I'm so you can glad put the a guy Death Star in your pocket. It happens because yeah. yeah. there's cameras everywhere. Yeah. I totally would have gotten fired. <laughs> yeah. And the guy goes, "Hey, so do you know what that is?" And he points, and I go, "That's the Ark of the Covenant from Raiders of the Lost." Don't Ark. open it. Like, no, and he goes, "Let's <laughs> open it." No. <laughs> and I, go, I, go, I go, "Okay." No. And he goes, "Careful, it's really heavy." And and we pull the lid, and it's all styrofoam. It wasn't really yeah. heavy. He was just messing with me. And Yoda was in there. And I go, what's Yoda doing in there? He goes, well, we got like five Yodas, and they're all falling apart. But this one's in pretty good shape, and he fits really well in the arc, so we just kind of keep him there. And I'm like, I have to work here for the rest of my life. This and is I'm living place. here now. <laughs> this is the coolest place. And so the internship ended up not ending, and I ended up working there for 10 years. Incredible. Yeah, it was fun. So you worked, I mean, you worked there through the new, the one, two, and three then. I did, and just to bring it about cars. Yeah. Um, I did, I didn't. Uh, I wasn't like on the crew for episode one, but there was the pod race sequence yeah. and George said he wanted it to sound like race cars. Yeah. He wanted to use race car sounds. So I got to spend uh, the better part of a month with uh, Ben Burt, who created R2-D2 and C-3PO and all the cool sounds and won Oscars for it. I got to take him to racetracks and we got to mic up race cars and I got to do a little racing and put microphones on the cars and we went to um, uh, Laguna Seca for the Monterey Historics. And then we also went for the, uh, back then it was kart race. And uh, I'd say the majority of the pod race sequence was Danny Sullivan giving a demo lap during the kart race because it was the only time that the guys weren't talking on the PA radios. Yeah. And we got really great sounds. And, you know, you would see, you know, you would see George Lucas walking around all the time and he'd usually show up on the weekends and like straighten the paintings in the hallways and stuff. And he's, you know, obviously not the most personable guy, but he's really nice and everything, but I never met him. And they called me one day and they go, Hey, you know, um, we have all your sounds in for the Padre sequence. And I wasn't, I wasn't like a crew guy on the movie or anything. And they go, yeah, we were just telling George that you're into car racing and stuff. So you come on down. He wants to meet you. And I go, okay. <laughs> and George who? Yeah. And I mean, this is, early days of racing yeah. i mean i'm basically racing like a Datsun b510 when i can afford it you mm -hmm. know like not not doing any kind of fancy racing but i show up and he you know there he is and we talked for a little bit and we kind of had like a neat conversation and he talked about how he was really into drag racing and he wrote american graffiti and he he wrecked a car and great cars in that movie yeah, yeah. and he and he, he got into a really bad car wreck and while drag racing and but he was bedridden but then he kind of like 
wrote THX 1138 and American Graffiti and all this stuff, and he had all these great ideas. And and he talked about his blue jeans and guitar days, which is after Return of the Jedi came out. He kind of went recluse and he he started racing again at Sonoma, which is Sears Point then. And he had one little off, and it scared him, and it, it kind of made him realize like, oh, this racing, maybe I shouldn't do this. And I'm like, I'm totally having a moment with George. This is like so cool. <laughs> We're bonding. And I'm like, okay, this is great. I'm just leaving now. Just yeah. leaving on a high note. And then about I didn't steal Yoda. I'm yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then about a year later, I found myself at work at like a screening and you know circle of people, and somebody mentioned something about car racing, and they said, "Oh, George, Bo, this is Bo. He races cars." And I was just about to say, "Oh yeah, George, we totally know each other." And he goes, "Oh, you know, there's some other guy who races cars here too. You should meet him." And I realized, "Oh, he doesn't remember." <laughs> oh, damn. I bet I look a he's, lot like him too. He's Thanks. not my buddy. He's not my buddy. How dare he? Oh, I well. can see Nick over there. He's just sort of relishing these stories. <laughs> Like boyhood dreams revisited. Well, I mean, as a car guy, and we've talked about this, and, and yeah. Dan and I have talked about this, and you and I have talked who? about mm-hmm. this. Who? And who? Yeah, Dan. Who? Hmm. <laughs> it's like we're in a Dr. Seuss commercial. Dan. Who? <laughs> um, He's having a party I mean, when he the, returns. The idea of the car culture, but I mean, movie culture is huge. Yeah. And when you think about, even if you're not a lover of, of space, and I, as I always call it, like Star Wars is the best space pirates in the world. Mm. I mean, it really is. And I mean, and you're talking to a guy who has a $800 Lego Millennium Falcon in his living room. So, uh, you know. Currently? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So you're single. Wow. Yeah. What was the yeah. giveaway? Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. I've met your girlfriend. We're both shooting above. Uh, so <laughs> 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 I mean, that's American history. That No matter what, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the car history and, and the stuff like that. But it, it's mm-hmm. amazing. But t- to these days, you're not out there making the sounds anymore because that's that's more of a that's like and I'm gonna make sure I get the term right like a right. foley artist fo- foley artist foley correct? is is more like real world sounds like glass clinks and shoes and things like that and they'll do you know fight sounds and but it's more natural sounds for things that actually exist okay but you still you know a foley guy isn't gonna be able to recreate the sound of an engine on a foley stage so you you still need to get out and get things like guns and cars and jets and and we still record i mean we i that's why my thing on movies is get get recordings that are custom recorded for your movie and it'll sound more like your movie you know you wouldn't ask a director to just rely on stock shots no you know they're going to want to go out and shoot the golden gate bridge or you know they're going to want to go actually film it so you know do that with your sound also well and and so you and are you so they're they're shooting a movie and then they're bringing it to you and then you're adding you're you're mixing and adding all the sound, right? Yes. Okay. I just want to try to for the, for the layman of, of that out there and the yeah, fact that right. when we're in a movie theater and and a car is going through the gears, you're the guy that's making sure that they're going through the gears and they're going through the gears correctly. And when and I work on the movie, yes. When I work on the movie and the car is in reverse, yeah. You don't hear it upshifting. Oh, look at that! Because oh. that might happen in a well, movie. Well, we were we were too. talking about that <laughs> in a, a certain movie and the fact that um, a director had had. You had petitioned to be on the movie, and uh, the director had made a, uh, had a, had made a comment about the fact that you hadn't been hired on the movie. But he he said, "Is this does this car have twenty seven gears?" Like, yeah, tell he, that story the, a little bit. The, the comment was, uh, "Well, I mean, you're being very kind. Uh, I tried to get on the movie, and they hired somebody else. But Boo. that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine." And uh, um, uh, uh, the the director was you know doing like an audio review. 
and there was a big car chase scene, no music, all sound effects, and eventually he just turned to the sound guy and he said, he goes, what is this thing, I have a 27-speed gearbox? <laughs> and they're going, what? <laughs> and he goes, he goes, I hear it just, <laughs> just upshifting, upshifting, <laughs> upshifting, upshifting. And the sound guys tried to talk him into it and go, yeah, but that's what sounds exciting. You don't understand, that's how it sounds. And he not. said, you need to get a stunt guy or a race car driver in here, and he'll tell you what it's supposed to sound like. And then somebody in the room said, oh, we should call Bo. Do you know Bo? <laughs> and then the producer had to go, yeah, he wanted the job, and we hired the other guy. Oh. And it was like, but, you know, everybody who knows me knows that it, it's fine. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's totally cool. So, yeah, I came in, and I got to help. And actually, that was, um, I'm sure the IRS doesn't listen to this. That was the year I was really trying to do a lot of tax write-offs with my racing. So I got them to give me the credit, driver consultant, rather than ah. sound guy. <laughs> so, you know, what would be interesting is when the uh, – start to see electric cars in movies with sound effects it'll happen i know yeah you should keep an eye on that because yeah. someone's gonna like have an engine sound we'll right? just record your golf cart downstairs because i heard you driving it before and it's you're not on mine it. first of all <laughs> yeah. um, it's faster and, than his and, car. and your girlfriend is a horrible influence <laughs> just so we're clear she likes to go wonderful fast. woman horrible influence <laughs> <laughs> she's british it makes sense just i mean it's like this all the time i'm going Emma. to toot your own horn here because i don't think it. you will but Credits include, and I am reading this off of the page, okay. everything from Titanic, Lord of the Rings, and um, you received an Academy Award nomination for Lone Survivor, correct? I did, yeah. How cool is that? That was really cool. By the way, amazing. great movie. Oh, cool. And the sound is a big part of that movie. It was. And then making this personal, and I was looking at your website, and this is something that's a it's a movie. Did, what did you do on Beverly Hills Ninja? <laughs> <laughs> because Farley's my spirit animal. And yeah. I mean, I saw that, and I was like, oh, we're talking about that. That was his last movie. <sighs> Uh, no, Wagon Z. Wasn't Wagon No, what? No, that was John no, Candy. No, John Candy. Candy but that was right. John Candy's last movie. Yeah, I mean, that was... I mean, yeah. I grew up in high school, and like that was my nickname, as Farley. So I was a mean, young pup on that was one of my first movies I worked on. I was really? like, a, I was like an apprentice or something like that on that. <sighs> that was that was that was early days. That's so close to my heart. early early yeah. days. But I mean, <laughs> have you had your have you had the opportunity to work on, on on in car movies and things of that nature? I keep trying, and I keep not getting the movies, which is weird. I know. I keep because you seem like the guy that knows it all. Uh, everybody, every and even everybody that I work with, they go, "Why didn't you do that movie?" And I go, "I don't know. I tried." I tried. I tried. Um, you know, I did get to, let's see, I, I got to work on Talladega Nights. That was a good racing movie. Hey. That was fun. Yeah. Shake the, and bake. The fun thing about that one was um, they go- This never made uh, it to the UK. Oh. oh, that's because it was too classy for you people. No, the Brits love it. Do they? We make fun of the French. How you do you not? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, yeah. they're literally making fun of uh, the French. Yeah, oh, totally. That's like a great movie. Yeah. So that's what they told us when Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> when we first got on the movie, they said, "They said, look, we basically only have one rule. Like, you can make fun of Will Ferrell, you can make fun of the French, you can't make fun of NASCAR fans, or else the movie won't work." And if you think about it, like. It would have been so easy to have the shot of the redneck guy with Dale Jr.'s number, like, shaved into his back hair, which is a real Three thing. teeth <laughs> and a mullet. Yeah, I got you. Totally. Yeah. You no. never see that shot in Talladega no. Nights, and that's a real conscious thing. So I'm um, so working a, on is it. Is that a real thing? The redneck guy with yeah. the... Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Oh, just, it's scary. I no, it's an there, illusion. Man. They're I thought, out there, man. I thought you dressed like Everybody that, all the that time. watches NASCAR <laughs> has a job, works 80 hours a week. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they definitely don't have enough body hair to share a, shave a number into themselves, trust yeah. me. So yeah. we were we were working on it and the guy the the one of the sound mixer guys there's a the start of a race. So he put on all the, you know, the race car revving engines and all the all the stuff, you know, the, you know, big race sound. And I go, oh, 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 I remember from before there's a line of dialogue that you're not going to want to cover up. And he goes, what is it? And he listens, and you hear this this guy going, boogity, boogity, boogity. 
And he goes, no, 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 no. And he goes, oh. we can't do that. That's making fun of the fans. No, it's not. And I said, no, it's not. I said, no, that's the real not. guy. And yeah. he goes, no, 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 no. And I said, no, he says that in every race. And he goes, he goes, look, NASCAR, he goes, I know it's rednecky, but it's the biggest sport in the country. There's no way they would do that at the start of a race. And I said, I bet you lunch. I bet you lunch he does. You should have bet something a lot larger I than lunch. Have. Yeah. And so that Sunday was the, the race at Poconos, actually. And we were working on a Sunday. And I said, all right, here we go. And he, he, God, he kicked it up a notch because it's Daryl Waltrip, who's Absolutely. the announcer. And he goes, kick the tires and light the fires. Right. Let's go race, boys. Boogity, boogity, boogity. boogity. <laughs> and everybody's standing there going, oh, my God, I can't believe he said it. Does he say that every race? I think that even made it into, like, the Cars movies and things like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And it's yeah. in Talladega Nights. <sighs> See? Because of you. <laughs> well. You, you authenticated that race. I will. I'm sure the director would have noticed that we mowed through that line of dialogue with a bunch of loud That'd be hard to do, though. I mean, that's <laughs> just, I mean. So uh, this is an education, right? <laughs> Total education. Well, the Americans always have to educate the. What are you? Um, <laughs> exactly. Allegedly. Yeah. Who won the war? What war? <laughs> we beat the French. Yeah. Well, we beat you. All right. Well, you guys <laughs> are arguing about this. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we the oh, yeah. That's that. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Actually, that's how that's how we swear in this. <laughs> Actually, uh, you, got, yeah. you got a nice dandy like uh, beer. Oh, you like my beer koozie? I do. That's very koozie? NASCAR right there. That. Beer koozie. Yeah. Beer koozie. <laughs> yeah. Am I your first guest that actually brought their own friend's beer koozie? I think koozie? so. I, I mean, so. you know, we're not, we're not going to promote somebody else's uh, race team, though. That would just be. Oh, that's fine. No, that's Michelle Abate. She's a friend of ours. She <laughs> races Trans Am also. She's great. That's a good looking car, by the way. Oh, American hurts. flag on the top. I mean, yes. that's beautiful right So there. she runs in the TA2 class, and she's one of the, the, the two female racers we have in Trans Am, both named Michelle. Wow. Yeah, weird, weird factoid. We had we had a, a ex guest of ours, a female racer, and I love her. She's got a big sign on the pink sign on the side of her car. It says, "You just got passed by a girl." Oh, that's cool. That's how it's done, right there. Yep, I'll tell you. And she drives a Mustang. A oh, races awesome. a Mustang. I like her already. Yeah. yeah. No, we we. I mean, my mom, my mother's, you know, biggest fan. You know, she was always the big fan of whoever the female driver was. So back then it was like Patty Moist and like. Lynn St. James did a lot of sports car racing with my dad. Yeah. Um, I saw Lynn St. James uh, punch out uh, Bruce Jenner, which is a real story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm, no, I'm picturing that and, oh, yeah, and yeah. grinning. Oh, it was the <laughs> best. It, yeah. it was the best. She, they, we were running a um, IMSA race, and I want to say it was in North Carolina. And um, Lynn St. James put the car on pole. First woman to do that in a pro sports car, you know, deal. I mean, it was like a big deal. Everybody really thinks Danica cool. was first, but she wasn't. Yeah. Uh, Lynn St. James paved the way. Oh, I agree. And Danica's fast, by the way. I've I gotten don't disagree with that either. I've I'm gotten beaten saying. by yeah. her plenty yeah. of times. But um, so Bruce Jenner, you, you know, you usually have the, you know, slower driver start the race in an endurance race and to kind of because usually they're paying to be there. Yeah. So you kind of have them get their seat time out of the way. So now you can cash the check. And Lynn St. James was going to, you know, come in for cleanup. Bruce Jenner goes out there on pole and within the first ter 20 minutes just totally tears the car up. And so they brought him down pit road on and the front ends picked up out of the air on the tow truck. And he's actually still sitting in the car. I don't know why. And Lynn St. James just marches across pit road and pulls the net down and just punches the lights out right in the face. Amazing. And the whole pit road, we all just went nuts. It was great. We race in a, a series called EXR sometimes. Okay. And they have these like two liter Renault, um, Really cool tube frame cars, sequential gearbox and everything. Did a couple races with that, those guys. And the year before, Caitlyn Jenner and the son, one of the sons. Brody? Brody. Uh, were why did I know that? You watch a lot of reality wow, television. Why, I really don't. You I, I, why do. did I? 
I know why I know that because I he, he was bitching about something uh, <laughs> a bit about his his mother lately or something. Yeah. So yeah. Well, they they competed in the same race the year before, and they were rumored to do it again. And I really wanted to race with Caitlin because my dad raced with Bruce. Oh, okay. That would have been cool. So <laughs> now now you're living in over on the West Coast, mm-hmm. you know, Hollywood sort of superstar earning <laughs> fortune and racing. You're painting a lovely picture. That's yes. not true at all. <laughs> So what are the, switching back to the tracks a little bit, yeah. you mentioned earlier like some of the tracks you're still not technically like solved. Haven't nailed. Haven't nailed. Yeah, well, so Sono- us, Sonoma is like a super technical track, and I don't think I've ever done, let's say, turn one at Sonoma. I don't think I've ever really truly done the same line through there the same way twice. And it's just, I mean, it, it's a very, very technical, very, very tough track. VIR in Virginia. Same same way. So I mean, how how do you go about improving and learning your craft with with the level of experience that you already have, all the laps under your belt? Um. Well, I I think I think like anything, you're always going to just be a student of driving, and I think you should be. You know, so I I'm constantly reading, you know, listening to podcasts or, you know, in any kind of tips or tricks you can get. Um, I keep trying to listening to um, podcasts, listening to podcasts. Yeah, I, I learned so much from this podcast. Um, no, just any, what any not kind of to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've tried to embrace like simulators and stuff like that. Um, that hasn't really caught on with me. It's a really great way to like learn the line. Um, but I'm great at Forza. I could probably beat anybody. Yeah, we, no, we I saw get, a Forza should, set up in the yeah, next yeah, we room. Yeah, we should have a go after. Oh, yeah. 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 All right, cool. Okay. Nick's right, very good go. at that, especially with the drink in his hand. You can teach me how to get around Sonoma. The, the only, only reason I'm good at Forza is because Alan taught me how to race it. <laughs> That's about it. Actually, we need to take a quick break. When we come back, I, w- I do want to get into that. Okay? Perfect. All right. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. Here we are. Yes. Just want to pick up on, uh, for, for the vast amount of listeners that have aspiring <laughs> race aspirations. All um, seven of them. Um, you were just saying about how you educate yourself and uh, the different learning mechanisms you have. And the fact that you haven't crapped some mo- crapped. Wow. (laughs) Haven't cracked. This wine's good stuff. Where's Madeline gone? Haven't cracked Simona yet. Yeah. Simona? You just said Simona, by the way. I'm losing my words. (laughs) I'm going to take over because I think. What wine have you had? (laughs) You're fired. The sun's in my eyes. This is genius. (laughs) Amazing. Should we Um, start again? (laughs) No. Absolutely not. It's all gold. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so if anybody does want to get into racing, I, you know, track days are so amazing. It's such a cheap and easy way to get on a, you know, a, you can go to Coda in Texas where Formula One races, and for a couple hundred bucks, you can take a streetcar on there and actually learn the course. It's pretty amazing. Um, I'll do, uh, um, you know, uh, 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 simulators, you know, there's like iRacing, there's Forza, um, uh, project cars. I mean, they're all getting so good. Um, Coda is actually a really great example. I'd never run there. And earlier this year, I, I had a race there. So I threw on the virtual reality goggles and I fired up iRacing and I drove a couple hundred laps around. 
And by the time I got there, I was pretty amazed. The elevation is really... A couple really of hundred laps. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's free. <laughs> Once you have the equipment, those laps are free. Yeah. In race car terms, a couple hundred laps would cost you thousands of dollars. But it's also a big commitment in time just to prepare. Well, yeah, uh, but it's also... He's you know, in your, movies. It's all time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and also... Build by you, the minutes. You'd be beating yourself up if you got to the racetrack. You didn't know where to go. You spent the whole weekend learning your way around, and you knew that all you had to do is basically play a video game, and you would have learned the track. I mean, so that, that the, the, the virtual reality stuff and, and, and all the simulators and everything are such a really great resource. Um, so I think that, that would be the biggest way. And second to that is track days. I think track days are... If anybody wants to get into racing, get out to the racetrack. It's 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 relatively cheap. You can, I mean, I've done track days in rental car Miatas. <laughs> MX5s. Now there were Miatas back then. It was that long ago. <laughs> 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 many moons ago. Yeah, many. Well, you know, you race what you can afford. And we found I found a place and I think we were renting Miatas for I think it was like 32 bucks a day or something like that. So we'd just go to the lot. You were getting ripped off. Yeah, (laughs) we'd just go to the lot and and we'd just like pick the ones that had the best tires and just take them out and just (laughs) burn the living daylights out of them and return them at the end of the day. It was great. Yeah. That's that's like a tip I saw on Facebook this week. It's like, if you have a car and you need new tires, go rent the same car, just swap Mm. the wheels. Oh, yeah. Mm. Is that a tip? That's thinking. Right? It's been done. Uh, Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Take it to the track and just beat the crap out of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. and and also just another tip, just for all the all the all you out there that think you're going to get a really bad idea here, and rent a car to take yeah, it to the racetrack. Yeah, because this will be the first bad idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, How to get rid of oil? If if you if you get the full <laughs> insurance on the on the rental car, it doesn't matter if you wreck the car at a racetrack. So not that I've ever done this before. It certainly wasn't me, but somebody who looks a lot like me might have rolled a Miata at Laguna Seca in turn one. Uh, or turn two rather, and uh, um, and and on what date? Uh, <laughs> just I don't know. This he is doesn't a know. It wasn't him. Story that it just totally wasn't me. And Wait I, a minute, a, a rental Miata doesn't yeah. have a roll bar. No. How'd they let you on the track? Uh, I mean, how'd they let this person on the guy, track? Uh, <laughs> well, on a track day, it's just basically you just like take the floor mats out and you're good to go. I mean, you don't really need to do anything. You're 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 welcome to put as much safety what stuff on the car as racing, possible. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rules are different down so there. Hey, Adam, can I borrow your Boxster? <laughs> <laughs> no, really, no reason. <laughs> so this guy might have pitched the car only up on his side. Yeah. So he ripped the, the both the right side wheels off the car because yeah. he just kind of went sailing side, but it didn't go totally over. So he was all right. And and did the, and what did the rental car company say when he brought the car back? Whoops. Well, from what I'm told, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, um, yeah. friend of a fr- friend. From what I'm told, what he actually did was throw it on somebody's open wheel trailer and push it into a ditch and report it stolen. Oh, this is only what I'm told. It's all speculation. So I'm uh, I'm totally seeing the movie Jackass right, right yeah, now, where he, he yeah. rented the car and he took it to the demolition derby and took it back. Yeah, yeah well, Texas trust, Bob Sequel. trust yeah. me, it, it's not worth it because he was scared out of his mind because he had to do a police report and the whole thing, and it's it's just not really good for the conscience. So he swore up and down he'd never, ever, ever, ever do it again. And then his friends called him about a week later and told him about another track day. So he said, "Cool, let's go rent Miatas." <laughs> so he did it again. And then this time when Eventually, he did it, don't the rental companies realize that your friend is <laughs> hey. doing funny, this? Funny you ask that. Yeah. So the next time, so normally when this guy, I can't even remember this guy's name, but yeah. when he used to do this, he would return the car like in the middle of the night and leave the keys in the drop box. He wouldn't have to like look somebody in the eyes. So the next time he did it, 
he just ran all day long and then just because of work schedule or whatever he actually had to return it during business hours and there he is checking out and uh, uh um uh, you know thinking that you know he's just about to like in the clear know, yeah you know, in the clear and uh the uh, from what i'm told the uh, the rental car guy goes all right look here's the deal you ever come back here we're calling the cops I got your card on file. I got your driver's license on file, like your band. And he's going like, what are you talking about? What? I was just, I don't know. I, I mean, was just making my way downtown. I, yeah, Moving exactly. fast and I'm homebound. Dun, and then, dun, 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 and then dun. he kind of like looked out the front door and he realized that he forgot to tape take the numbers off the side of the door in the, in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and there's a big sticker and it says like race group C. And the, the genius, because this guy, I can't remember his name, but he's an idiot. Yeah. He left all that on the car. So very humbly, he goes, Thank you. Sorry. Thank you. And he just exited the walked exited. next door yes. to Hertz and said, "Hey, yeah. I'm new. <laughs> Don't know if this can be done or not. Yeah. But do yeah. you have me? Do you honest? have me? Yeah. Sounds like yeah. a complete school by error. Yeah. Leave, leave the race numbers on when you return the rental car. Yeah. I, d- I don't know if we're making the world a better place after this <laughs> podcast. I'm going to be honest. Like, yeah, well, you know, it's like it's things I mean, not what to, not oil what recycling. To. Yes, exactly. Uh, rental rental car racing. Yep. Um, yeah. Adam, you got anything to add on this? <laughs> Hi, Adam. Uh, welcome to the show. Hey, speaking of Avance, hey, about renting cars and bringing them to Avance events. Uh, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, though, we're there, so I would know if somebody were to roll the car. So that's so yeah. I so mean, I can't borrow the Boxster? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not yet. But and I'm member number six. I know. No, you can totally take <laughs> it. Uh, we had a member take it on a rally uh, a couple weeks ago uh, down yep. to Mary Hill Loops. So that was that was pretty fun. I don't know if you've ever done that that road, but uh, it's a private road you can rent out on the Washington Oregon border. Um, and it's I don't know. It's was it, was it the first road that was paved in Washington? There's something. You know who would know that? Dan. Dan. Yeah. Dan. Yeah. Dan. I, I, I know. I know Dan. half the story. Okay, go for it. Colin. So I don't know the guy's name, but the reason he built it was because he had a company, and that was his demo facility. For asphalt, for correct? asphalt, yeah. Yes. So he got, he built, he purchased this land, and yes. he built this twisty road and put asphalt on it yes. as a demo for the before asphalt was normal. Yes. And now it's this road to nowhere in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but it's like a hill climb with I don't know. Yeah. So it's a road to nowhere, like, but you're in nowhere. Yes. So does the road take you to where you are? No. It's a loop. Oh, oh, it, it's a circular argument. I don't, is it a loop? Or does you have to stop at the top? No, it back. stops at the top. Yeah, yeah you have to come back. Yeah. Come so back. it's yeah. a hill climb then. It's a hill climb, yeah. essentially, with <laughs> okay. like 38 turns or like something I can do that crazy. in Lewiston. <laughs> and it smells like paper products. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds like but there are no other cars on the road, so you can rent it out. So mm. that's pretty cool. So, well, Adam, being that this episode is coming out on August 9th, what's coming up this weekend? <laughs> on August 10th, uh, Nick, we have a driving event at Emerald Downs, oh which my gosh. we just had one, but we have another that's one. That's going to be on awesome. The 10th. How'd that yeah. go, by the way? It went great. We had uh, It was all full, so 40 cars, 20 in the morning, 20 in the afternoon. It was all a lot I of saw fun. was photos of, of Camaros. No. Oh, we did green, have yeah green Blake ones and uh, Bla- yeah. and Blake's. Yeah, yeah, Blake from Right Away Tire. Yeah. Man, that guy goes through tires fast. <laughs> he we knows. My he knows the guy. He, knows a guy. he gets a deal. Folks. So he actually had painted red in the tread yeah. pattern of the tires, just to see. I don't know how it would look or something, but mm-hmm. that was kind of fun. So yeah, we had a little figure eight set up, and he was just roasting the tires. So that was uh, that was fun. So Bo, a good friend of ours, uh, Blake, uh, started a company called Right Away Tire, and they, he comes to you with mm. a van, like f- a full sprinter van with everything you need to change a tire. 
And it's one of those things where you look at it and you go, why did I not think <laughs> yeah, of that? Yeah, it's brilliant. genius. And I mean, around here, people, and he spends most of his time at the track yes. placing right. people's tires. It's, it's kind of genius. Well, so, yeah. What he does is he comes to, to Avant's events and yeah. basically has fun, track days, autocross stuff. And then he has his employees change people's tires. So yep. while he is ripping around having fun, He's making money. his employees <laughs> are changing tires. <laughs> For people. So you could brilliant. do this with your race team. I think you he could needs race. a partner. You yes. could race, and then you could have like an oil recycling kind of thing <laughs> that's going on, <laughs> you know, to to, it, to stop the impact your father made on the world. We yeah. need, we Allegedly. Need. And a deco <laughs> remover before returning rental Absol- cars. And, it, and somebody that takes the decals <laughs> off well the car <laughs> before they go back. We need a like a used tire company. Some what can we do with used tires? What do they do with used tires? They chop them up and they make burn them. them Haven't like you been to Springfield? <laughs> yeah, the when fire hasn't stopped burning in like twenty-seven years. Where they made the movie Tora Tora Tora, they just burned acres of them to recreate all the smoke from Pearl Harbor. Uh, so, yeah, there's, yeah. so there's so there's something else something on the tent. I didn't which know brings that. Cars and movies together. I understand. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> that's correct, Carl. <laughs> Just uh, right on. Nick's you two are confused. horrible at this. Amazing. Uh, yes, it's my wife's birthday. No, uh, <laughs> cars <laughs> and burning tires. Not related yeah. to no, no, that. No. Uh, yeah, Gostein, uh book, Art of Racing in the Rain, is is coming out that weekend. So no, the that movie is. The book's been out. Well, the, yes, the movie, the book, <laughs> yes, <laughs> the movie is coming out, and we're doing a. a Private showing with Garth Stein, who will be there talking about the the book and everything. So <laughs> Nick's looking at me. I uh, you you're invited, so don't don't worry. You about know that. I'm leaving that day. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that'll you be. You got a lot the of fun. author of the book. I didn't get him. I I just know people, so that's that's how it all happened. I'm the people you. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> who told? How did I? What? <laughs> wait. The does the dog actually sound like Kevin Costner? Because mm-hmm. I really want to know that. The dog is Kevin Costner. The dog. I know, I know he is. That's oh, my yeah. point. Like <laughs> Enzo is what his name is. Yeah. yeah. So did you did you try to get on oh, that? Of course. Okay, okay. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I have like a little like uh, like an internet beacon that comes up every time somebody's making a movie about yeah. cars. Nice. Yeah, they had to do that all in England, so uh, you know tax reasons and stuff like that. So I couldn't get on that. Wait one. a minute! Yes. I thought they fil- they filmed a bunch of it up in Vancouver. Yeah, but the post production was all Ooh. in England. Yeah. All the, the best stuff is oh, done in England, Brits. <laughs> right, Emma? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Not nod like James Emma, Bond. Emma, it doesn't count if you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, totally. Uh, England, yeah. Mhm. 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 Oh, I see you, girl. Mhm. <laughs> Bo, mm. we're gonna talk afterwards. I'll tell you. So, anything else coming up from Avant? Uh, the following weekend, we have a tech session on folks who want to build um, the kit cars, like the Factory Five Cobras and the Daytonas and stuff like that. So, oh. basically, we have. That's I funny. Know, you bring like that up. Oh, yeah? Did you know that uh, Bo races a Factory 5 race car? No, I did not know this that. This is so narcissistic. Wow. I love that it all becomes about me again, yes. no matter what. <laughs> it's a circle. We it's had a circle. Uh, We had one at our event uh, this past weekend, actually, oh. a Factory 5 Cobra. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something that's terrible for radio or podcast. I'm going to show a picture. Doesn't do anything in this format, but you can always go to Borders Racing. We and can put it online as well. Yeah, exactly. We can put it online. But I'll just show you. But I want to tell. I, I want you to tell the quick story about your Factory Five racer and how the interior is put together. Oh my God! So um, I got a call years ago. Um, oh wow! Yeah, cool. I, j- I just won um, a, a, a oh. touring car championship. You can't buy those. That's no, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> we're looking at pictures of a first Factory of all. Five you can buy those for those. It's just a price. Exactly. Yeah. So years ago, um, uh, I've always seen this Factory 5 race car, you know, at all these different races and events. Okay. And this seemed to be just like a jack-of-all-trades kind of car. 
and it's really fast. It's really cool. You can show them if you want. That's because um, you can put any engine in and you want it. You know, it's a you kick want, car, right? Yeah, yeah it's sure. a kick yeah. car. So, um, so I, I just come off of a, a championship season, so you know, kind of feeling pretty good. And I got a call very last minute, and they said, "Hey, um, a couple of drivers dropped out. We're trying to put guys in this car for a 25-hour car race." will you drive this car? Cause you have similar sponsors and I think we can make like a deal. And I went, yeah, I want to drive that car. That thing looks so cool. And, um, I met the, the, the husband and wife who own it or Richard and Yvonne Migliori. And he's a high school shop teacher and, uh, she runs, you know, a catering company and they're just really this great couple. And I realized very quickly that their passion project is building and maintaining this race car. And they've had a lot of guys, they had Elliot Forbes Robinson drive this car. Davy Jones drove this car, like an all-star cast of characters have driven this car. And now they're asking me to drive it. And I go, yes, I'll drive it. So I go and, you know, if, 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 if you check out photos of the car, like it looks like there might be room in there, but there isn't. It's a single seater car. You sit right in the middle of it. And I cram my six foot four frame in the thing with some help. And I barely squeeze in and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this dashboard and it looks like a World War II airplane. And there's switches and fuses and gauges and like everything everywhere. And I'm going, whoa. And I'm trying to wrap my head around like, how does the car work? And I said, uh, so uh, how, how long could this car stay on the track? And they said, two and a half hours. Now in race car terms, that's crazy. Race cars don't stay on the track that long. And I go, how much fuel does this have in it? And he goes, he goes, well, under your left elbow is 22 gallons of fuel. And under your right elbow is 22 more gallons of fuel. And I go, great. I'm sitting right in the middle of a giant bomb. bomb. Awesome. <laughs> this is cool. And I go, well, boy, it's kind of hard to get in and out of this car. I hope it doesn't catch on fire. And he goes, yeah. Smell. He goes, yeah, the car caught on fire with Davy Jones in it last year. He got out real fast. And I go, oh, great. And You're and not and helping this situation, yeah, sir. And, I, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm like, you know, looking at the car, and, you know, insides of race car. And this is, like, but not based on, on a production car. Hold on just a car. second here. Yeah. You're worried about this car catching on fire. Who built this car? So, <laughs> a, a, a hodgepodge of wonderful people. Some of them might be high school students. It was built in a high school shop class. Partially, yes. <laughs> and as I'm sitting there, you know, like anybody, you know, anybody who's seen like a, a real ground up race car, you know that it's basically like tube frame and aluminum and metal. Like there's nothing, there's no nice interior. Is there's it nothing. aluminum, Carl? Aluminium. 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 And I'm, I'm sitting here learning all the switches and I look kind of, you can kind of see under the dash a little bit and I swear I see a corner of a stop sign. <laughs> and I go, what? Is that made out of a stop sign? And Richard just goes, yeah, you know, the city dropped off a bunch of old street signs. And, you know, that's real high-grade aluminum right there. So, you know, we built the interior. And I go, okay, here we go. And and the thing, I mean, this is not like a car that you're just tooting around in. This thing goes about 200 miles an hour for 25 hours. And the first time I drove it, I mean, it, 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 there's so many stories about this car. It's great. But I remember the first time I drove it, if I had a complaint, I'd say, you know, when you're going through a real high speed turn, like anything over 100, 110, 120 miles an hour, the, it was hard to get front end grip. You know, you're always kind of fighting for front end grip. So, I, you know, I relayed that back. I said, hey, if I could change one thing, I'd love some more front end grip. And so the next time I raced the car, he goes, hey, it goes, I built a front splitter for you, which is all the aero bits on the front of the car. And I go, oh, cool. And he's sending me pictures of it from like 30 feet away. And it looks awesome. And I'm like, oh, man, that <laughs> thing from looks far. like Formula One style. This is cool. And then I show up and I'm looking at it and I go, hey, um, 
is the splitter made out of plywood? And he goes, yeah, we did a kitchen remodel. We had some plywood <laughs> left over. But, hey, your splitters work. And I go, okay, here we go. Did and it we, work? Oh, it worked great. There and, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, so it's like it's really hard to argue with this. Like, it totally works great. And the car is it's a total passion project. It's built on love. It's an all-volunteer crew. Uh, we race it all the time. And actually, we're trying to get the car to Texas for the 24-hour series, the 24-H series. You know, they race all over the world. Yeah. It's a real, real pro deal. And, um, you know, we, we they keep saying they're going to retire, and then we just keep showing up at races, and we keep winning. I mean, it's a great car. Sounds like you need to take buy that car and just bring it into your stable. And, I mean, I come know. on. Yeah. It's been talked about. Like, right? we can't let the car just go you know I mean, the history of the car like like you said in the fact that it is built in a shop class and yeah. i'm assuming he teaches the shop class yeah, so yeah, yeah. i mean that that's huge yeah like yeah, i mean yeah. that's i mean I, I you were talking about that story like yeah there's a stop sign under the dash yeah. well, okay <laughs> that works i guess and the car works man i'm telling you it's a workhorse it's a great car yeah well, uh, yeah, you should bring it to our tech session. All right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'll pass your tech session. Yeah, back, yeah, back to Adam. Step one. <laughs> All uh, right. Well, <laughs> you know, stop signs. I want to say between the four of us now, we have really done Rain City Supercars a wonderful thing today. Without Dan. We, yeah. it, no, I mean, we, we, need, we need Dan, let's be honest. <laughs> We've proven that. <laughs> totally. Carl, Carl's great. But, you know, Dan doesn't have the accent. That's the problem. Yeah. So... Uh, Bo, thank you for coming in. Thank you for taking time. Congratulations on your race win. Thank you very we much. We can't wait to see how you're racing. Obviously, Rain City Supercars will follow your career and, and see how you're doing. And we Easy to do. Just look up Borders Racing on any social media, anything, and you'll find me. It's a great website. That's how I knew you did, we did stuff on <laughs> Beverly Hills Ninja. <laughs> yeah, so uh, thank you for coming in. Um, uh, for Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Carl. I'm Adam. Don't just get there. And I'm not Dan. <laughs> and you're not Dan. And as Dan says, don't just get there. Enjoy, Enjoy the, the drive. drive. <laughs>